Hello, and welcome to A Call for Love. I believe the most powerful gift you can offer yourself is to give and receive love more freely. I'm your host, Linda Orsini, meditation guide and spiritual coach. Everyone has the desire to be seen, heard, respected, and loved. The journey to becoming more connected to your greater purpose lies within the ability to live from the deep source of love within you. Let's begin. Welcome, friends, to A Call for Love. I want to share with you today an epiphany I had. I shared in my newsletter with the people who follow me that I had this huge revelation. I was so excited, I actually couldn't sleep one night. And what happened was everything came together. It was like all these pieces of a puzzle came together and I could see so clearly. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle and he was talking about conscious manifesting. And all of a sudden it made sense. It actually made sense what I am doing here, what my purpose is. In yoga, in Sanskrit, it's called Dharma, our purpose. And I have a purpose. I have a mission. And my mission is to, can't tell you, you're going to have to wait for it because I have to share why, why this is my purpose, why this is my Dharma. So I've been thinking. Here I am really conscious about how I'm living, how I'm living my life. I enjoy so many benefits, so many blessings. I enjoy so much. I am extremely privileged. I have so many blessings, so many privileges. I'm safe, I'm happy, I'm well cared for. So why am I seeking? Why am I always seeking to better myself? And it occurred to me, through his talk. It's so evident in our world today that there are people suffering, and I mean real suffering, with the wars going on, poverty, violence, abuse, you name it. These are huge issues going on. All you have to do is look at the media and feel completely overwhelmed wondering how you can make a difference. But if we think about it for a moment, Gandhi once said, be the change you want to see in the world. And essentially he was saying that in order to make the world better, we need to start by changing ourselves. And some people don't like the word changing, but we really need to notice how we're living and make shifts. So bear with me. If you're listening to the news and feeling very distraught and sickened by it, and rightfully so, you may be wondering what you can do to help. Perhaps you wanna donate money or go to church or pray. But as I sit here in Canada, I ask myself, what can I do to support my fellow human beings? And this is the epiphany. The answer lies in being the change you seek in the world. If you desire peace globally, ask yourself, do you have peace in your heart? Do you hold grievances? Is there a harsh inner critic? 
Do you have unresolved conflicts? Do you harbor anger and resentment? Are there people that you're not talking to? Are you judgmental? Do you hold on to things? This is what we want to notice. I'd like to share with you one of my favorite, favorite poems by Lasso. And it goes like this. If there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. If there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. It all begins with you. I think we can agree it all begins with you, with us, with me. So be the change you seek in the world. Think of it like this. If you want to see more kindness and understanding around you, you have to be kind and understanding first. This idea isn't just about good intentions. It's about taking real action in our own lives. Gandhi's statement, you must be the change you want to see in the world, goes beyond just encouraging each other. It's really about a call to action at the most fundamental level. And it's about recognizing that if we desire a world filled with kindness, we want to be kind, understanding, and compassionate. We must embody these qualities ourselves. So often, I'll go to a grocery store. You know, maybe I've come back from a yoga class and I go to the grocery store and I get impatient, really cultivating kindness and compassion for the person in front of me who is struggling to get the bag open or put items in. If I want to see and notice peace in the world, it first begins with me. It is a mission for me to notice what is going on inside of my mind, my judgments, my thinking, my feelings, my consciousness. This concept is really similar to planting seeds of positive change within ourselves and nurturing them until they blossom into actions, right? Positive actions that positively impact the world around us. Gandhi's emphasis on nonviolent resistance is noteworthy. We really need to pay attention. It's not about avoiding physical harm. It's about noticing the energy we are giving off, whether it's through our thoughts or our actions, playing a pivotal role of what we do and we say in shaping the collective consciousness of all beings. So if we want to embrace nonviolence, 
if we want others to be peaceful, we have to embrace nonviolence in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. We need to continue to cultivate understanding, healing, and unity. You know, Gandhi's teachings really underscore the idea that societal transformation is a natural outcome as individuals trying to embody values of peace, empathy, and nonviolence. These qualities can ripple outwards and influence the whole fabric of society. That's what my dharma is, is to raise my consciousness to be truly observant of my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions so that they are coming from a place of kindness, of compassion. Because when I send that out into the universe, then guess what? The universe has to match, has to match that vibration. So if we are all living, and I'm going to say this word, I don't really like the word, but it really states it clearly. If we are living ignorant, unknowing of how we are behaving, how we are projecting judgment to others, then what are we perpetuating? We are perpetuating violence. Now, it is not the same as the wars going on, but that little seed of violence can grow it can transform, it could change, it could grow to be bigger, to be darker. And so what seeds are we planting in our conscious minds? Because the seeds that we plant in our conscious mind are part of a collective consciousness. That means we are not separate. We all are sharing this human experience, which I've tried to relay in A Call for Love, all these podcast episodes, and I think people really understand that and feel that and respect that. But if we are going to embody loving kindness, it has to be pure from our heart. Now, what does pure mean? It means being aware when we're not. And that's A Call for Love is noticing when you're not in alignment with your higher self. I feel so, so strong about this because I finally see the whole picture. The puzzle pieces have all come together. Listening to Eckhart Tolle talk about this really solidified my understanding of why I try to guide, support people on their journey to living more consciously to noticing, to heal those inner child wounds that reside within us so that we can be the light we seek in the world, be the change we seek in the world, be the love we seek in the world. Now, when I talk about Eckhart Tolle and his insights on consciousness, Eckhart really emphasizes on the present moment. And of course, we know awareness is a key aspect of the teachings of mindfulness. 
and especially his teachings. In a world often characterized by constant distractions and anxiety and worrying and thinking and planning, Eckhart really urges us to ground ourselves in the here and now. And that's what meditation does. It grounds us into the here and now. I know this is more than just a philosophical idea. It's actually a practical tool for breaking free from all those negative thought patterns that have been planted in our unconscious mind and through our ego and through our zero to seven years and through socialization. When we're fully present, we can transcend the egoic mind. And these repetitive and often destructive thoughts keep us stuck in cycles of fear, judgment, and even dissatisfaction, unhappiness. But when we can really feel that we are able to break free from this mental cycle, and I want to emphasize here that we can only break free when we notice, then we can become architects of our own mental and emotional landscapes. Because Eckhart Tolle suggests that this individual transformation, that if you are listening to a call for love, you most likely are trying to embody, it doesn't happen in isolation. It contributes to a collective shift in consciousness. All the thought leaders say this. They have this same message. If more people can choose to be present and let go of unnecessary hurts and sufferings and mental baggage, then the accumulative effect would be such a shift. We would live more consciously, compassionately. And you know, we could find interconnectedness within the world. Eckhart Tolle has an interesting perspective on this. And he says that the key to achieving it is actually within ourselves. It's in our own state of consciousness. And he says, according to him, a lot of the conflicts and problems in the world come from misunderstandings and messed up thinking that we all share as a society. And this, this is my epiphany. This is what I have been trying to share with all my listeners in my classes, with my clients, is that it's not okay to be mindless. It is okay if you're not concerned about improving the world and improving yourself. But if you're going to be judgmental about other people, can we first look in the mirror? Are we strong enough to look in the mirror and see what's going on within. Unconsciousness doesn't mean being asleep. It means taking stock, becoming aware of what's going on around us, getting unstuck. Pima Children had a, a program, Getting Unstuck. It's getting out of our mind, the unconscious mind and really asking the questions. I love this quote by Oso. 
because when I talk to people and if they say, oh, I have it all figured out, you know, I am, I'm so centered. I'm so grounded. I have it all figured out. That's a clear indication to me that they don't, because this is what Oso says. I don't know myself. And this is self-knowledge. It looks contradictory, paradoxical, but this is the nature of things. That's why a man of self-knowledge will never claim that he knows. He becomes like an ignorant man. He says, I know only that I don't know. My mom used to say the older she got, the less she understood people. And I think what she was really saying is that when we open ourselves, when we really open our eyes, we ask more questions. And asking more questions is not a bad thing. It means that you're really noticing and becoming aware and really striving to let go of ignorance, let go of not thinking. So the teachings of Gandhi and Eckhart Tolle, they really combine the idea that personal transformation is not only really a powerful agent for individual well-being, but it is a catalyst for broader societal change. Gandhi's call to embody the change we seek is the foundation, while Eckhart Tolle's emphasis on present moment awareness actually provides the practical means to travel the transformative journey. I love these two concepts because they speak straight to my heart. They actually articulate everything that I'm doing in my life. I don't know about you, but I want to help shape a world characterized by peace and understanding and collective well-being, not just for myself. I, I know that I'm not the only one. We're all connected. We all share same energy. You know, in all the wisdom teachings, they say suffering is when there's duality, when we think we are separate from others. But in actuality, we're all one sharing this collective consciousness, sharing this energy, sharing this world. And if we can think that way, if we know that when we become kinder, more loving, more peaceful beings, that that energy radiates outward. Collective consciousness is a shared experience. And understanding this can really help us see that our actions, no matter how small, ripple out and affect the bigger picture. When we understand ourselves better, by taking small positive actions, we create a ripple effect that contributes to a kinder and more compassionate world. Really, while empathy and compassion are essential, the true change comes from deep awareness. It comes from presence and attention to our thoughts and feelings. 
and understanding our unconsciousness and our conscious mind and realizing the power our mind creates in our world, we can make a difference. And as we embark on any spiritual path, it all points towards collective consciousness. Because by raising your consciousness, we contribute to the elevation of global consciousness. And if you grapple with inner turmoil, emotional stress, anxiety, or fear, you are contributing to a lower vibration on our planet. And that's actually my whole purpose here. My whole purpose here through meditation, through my guiding, through my clients, is to create safe space where people can learn about their unconscious mind and the actions that they are embodying and giving outward and to come into a deeper understanding. And that's why my course, Emotional Freedom, is so important to me because I feel that when we know, when we're better, then everything gets better. And we can't stop a war, our own little selves. But when we think of ourselves as sharing a power of positive thinking, of higher consciousness, tapping into our higher self, then I feel that we can help. And by choosing these empowering thoughts, we can become a vessel of peace and love for all because charity begins at home, as you've heard. And so come home to your heart. Really learn to understand your consciousness, elevate it, and help the collective consciousness awaken from the nightmare of illusions and grievances, from suffering and pain. I welcome you into this course. I hope if this course doesn't resonate with you, then at least you stop to notice. Stop to notice what you are emulating in your life, what you are holding within you. Dr. Wayne Dyer says, if you squeeze an orange, what do you get? Orange juice. If somebody pushes your buttons and you get angry, there's anger inside of you. Latsu said, if there is to be peace in the world, it has to start within us. It has to start in our own heart. I invite you to join my six-week program called Emotional Freedom. You will learn about your unconscious mind, your conscious mind, your zero to seven years and how your inner child got formed to notice and to heal so that you can be the light, so that you can be the change, so that you can be the ripple effect. Always wishing you great peace and great love. From my heart to yours, namaste. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message. And subscribe to a Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.